Listener Production. Wall Street continues to push higher on the back of firming bank shares. And Aussie shares expected to open higher on Wednesday with economic growth data released. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Wednesday, the 7th of June. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, there was a bit of a subdued session as far as Wall Street was concerned last night, but what impressed me was the move higher as far as bank stocks are concerned. Given what we've talked about in the last couple of days, the um, potential for pretty substantial capital raisings on the part of the banks, uh, to see the KBW banking index improve the way it did, that was quite impressive. It was. The rotation into financial shares bolstered hopes that the breadth of the S&P 500's recent rally may extend beyond technology. And we did see financial shares lead the S&P 500 index higher, finishing up by 1.3%. So the KBW Bank Index started out uh, like a bull at a gate. It was up by about 4% at its best levels and finished with a 3% improvement. So whilst those gains are nice, we have spoken from time to time about um, what this index has done almost as a leading indicator of the market, given the concerns that have plagued US and global stocks in relation to, to what's going on with US financials. So since the April low, uh, the KBW Bank Index has improved by about 17%. Certainly the efforts of the regulators and Jamie Diamond from JP Morgan have been rewarded here. So initially there were concerns about the bank's solvency, then we're concerned about lending standards and also credit growth and, and the tightening around that. So what we have seen really is a bit of a relief rally in terms of those banking shares. I just had an idea actually. I think that Marvel should do a new animated uh, series with Jamie Diamond being super banker. Superman, super banker, yes. Just like, you know, in Lycra with a cape. Hoovering up all the US bank assets. <laughs> but anyway, um, having said that, the uh, KBW Bank Index is still down by about 28% from its January high. So I, I think the interesting thing about that, Ryan, is that you have not had a full participation on the part of the banks and the S&P 500 is still doing quite well. So if the ducks are aligned uh, on the financial side of things, that could potentially be a, a constructive uh, contributor uh, to the broader market. Well, we have seen the S&P 500 up around 20% since October lows. So certainly we saw last night the S&P 500 close at its highest level in 2023. So there was some optimism out there overnight. Indeed. Tom, maybe it was to do with the golf merger. <laughs> You like the golf, don't you, Ryan? I do. And what we heard last night was the unexpected merger between the US PGA and the Saudi bank Live Golf. We did see a reaction in the share market, I might add. Top golf, Callaway brands are up by 5.5%, Tom. I mean, it's a fascinating story that we can't really describe in terms of public ownership because uh, none of these entities are listed. But suppose as a study in strategy, the PGA has wisely cozied up to its enemy. This you know, it was proving to be quite popular to live golf in a short space of time. Well, it certainly was in Adelaide a month oh, or so ago. Everyone it was, was like there. a dance party on the golf course. It, it was like extraordinary. It boosted retail spending in South Australia for once. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave that there. So quickly recapping on what we saw with the uh, three main indices, as Ryan alluded to, the finished higher, but look, you know, the S&P 500 was only up by 0.2%. So uh, still the NASDAQ leading the charge up by around 0.4%. The Dow Jones was flat. 
I'll just quickly reflect on my favorite index of the moment, which is the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index. It was up by 1.7% at its best, finished with a gain of 1.3%, even though it was lower uh, at one stage of the session. So it is continuing to consolidate at higher levels, breaking out of a range. And that was a really interesting development, Tom, because we did see chip makers in Europe actually lower during its session overnight after a glum outlook from Taiwan semiconductor manufacturing. Semiconductor stocks broadly fell on the back of that chip maker. It's the main chip maker to Apple. It tempered its forecast for 2023 capital spending. So the fact that the recovery did take place in the Philadelphia index was important, but it was supported by chip maker advanced micro devices whose shares lifted over 5% after a broker upgrade by Piper Sandler. Look, we have spoken from time to time about these indices being in a range, breaking out of them. We've discussed you know, the leadership of technology. One thing that we haven't mentioned, and this is quite an important measure as well, is the way that we tend to look at, say, for example, the Russell 2000 index. Now, this is an important index because it measures the performance of 2000 of amongst the smallest companies on the US share market. And what tends to happen in times of crises is that you see money withdraw from that market because you want to move towards big safe stocks. But then sometimes when the markets are doing interesting things, you watch the behavior of the broader, smaller part of the market to see whether or not that's a leading indicator. And what we've seen with the Russell 2000, Ryan, is that uh, overnight it was up by almost 3%. It has been in a fairly tight range uh, since March, and it seems to be breaking out at the moment. So that's something to look forward to. Well, for the second time in three days, the Russell 2000 index has beaten the tech-heavy NASDAQ 100 index. Which is least, quite telling again, isn't it? Absolutely, by about 2.5 percentage points. Not since November 2020 have small cap stocks scored frequent big wins like this, Tom. So it is a sign of better sentiment, also more risk-taking perhaps, and certainly we are seeing support in that side of the market. What I did notice in the Russell 2000, Ryan, was that F45 was amongst the bigger decliners. It was down by about 7%. And one of the noteworthy points of F45 is that Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark. He's a big shareholder. Wahlbergers as well. He's spruiked wife fronts. He's like a Leonardo da Vinci of our day. Absolutely, yeah. I'm sure he's fond of uh, watercolours in his downtime as well. <laughs> probably, um, but anyway, um, that's uh, an aside. Well, Ryan, let's just quickly uh, focus on what we can expect in the local market today. The futures are pointing to an improvement of around a third of a percent. When we kick off later on this morning, the SPY futures finish with a gain of 24 points. Not a bad outcome under the circumstances, and particularly given the fact that you know yesterday, unwelcome news really with the RBA's decision to raise rates by a quarter of a percent. I was surprised by the way that people were surprised, to be honest. Well, it was certainly line ball, as we mentioned yesterday. We had lent towards no change. That was a Commonwealth Bank's view. But of course, we had that higher than expected monthly CPI or consumer price index indicator only a week or so ago. It jumped up to 6.8%, much higher than the 6.3% expected. We also saw the underlying measure, which strips out energy and also food prices lifting as well. It's called the trim mean measure, which is what the Reserve Bank looks at. So inflation remains elevated. Services inflation in particular is high. We had the minimum wage case. So that will be likely to be inflationary as well with broader wage increases across the economy. 
And the Reserve Bank is unnerved about those rising inflationary expectations by consumers, which we saw in the weekly consumer confidence survey yesterday. They've tried to, I think... To engineer a soft landing for the Australian economy, but of course we've had a number of factors which have changed the landscape. So the minimum wage increase of 5.75% was probably a bit more than perhaps they expected. The second part of it is population growth is surging at the moment. We have a finite number of houses available, so home prices have been going up on the back of that as well. And inflation broadly has remained much stickier than they expected. It is way too high to be discussing anything along the lines of a pause, um, you would reasonably think, given the the way that some important arrows are pointing, as you've just uh, discussed. But anyway, this should be positive as far as financials are concerned. Um, The possibility of uh, margin expansion for the lenders is going to be an important part of the way that the financials contribute to the performance of the ASX 200 in the near term, given this um, skew to a more hawkish stance from the RBA. Well, you'd think so, Tom, but we did see financials down surprisingly yesterday. I was surprised by that. But it was a broad-based sell-off yesterday. So it'll be interesting to see whether the US lead today feeds into our market on the financials front. But certainly it's a difficult time for Australian borrowers and the cost of living crisis continues. And of course, we have got national accounts figures or GDP, which of course is the measure of how the Australian economy has performed over the course of the last quarter, a vital input into that conversation that we've just had. Well, certainly it's backward looking, Tom, but that said, we're expecting to see the economy expand by just 0.3% in the March quarter, and that does present a slowing. If you look at the annualised number, it'll slow from 2.7% to 2.4%. So we're expecting to see consumer spending slow with higher interest rates in particular. The Aussie dollar has continued to firm on the back of what we've seen from the RBA yesterday. It is up to 66.7 US cents. Ryan, thanks for chatting this morning. Please be sure to tune in to Laura and Stevie this afternoon for the Comsec Market Update in the afternoon. Thanks for your company this morning. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.